Welcome to episode two of the Dog Owners Pod. If you haven't yet found our Instagram, you can follow us using the handle at the Dog Owners Pod. I was joined by one of the most wonderful and inspiring human beings I've had the pleasure of speaking to. Chess has been building her empire and is also the parent of Phoebe, a gorgeous sprockapoo. Chess is the owner of Dog and Bone, her dog walking business in Leamington Spa, but also the South Midlands rep for Dog First Aid, which is a training franchise for dog owners and professionals looking to gain or enhance their knowledge and understanding of Dog First Aid. We had a great laugh and we hope you will too. Listen to the episode and let me know what you think. And if you like the sound of what you've heard, please hit follow on whichever platform you're using so you can easily listen to us on your dog walk later enjoy how long have you actually had dogs so phoebe is now seven and she was she's my first dog but when i was a child we had a german shepherd and a like mixed breed i don't think any of us knew what he was um the german shepherd was called holly and the mixed breed was called wolfie oh where, where did the dogs come from uh, so they were actually my half sister's mum's dogs. So it was wow. like a, I'm from like a split family. So the dogs were mine yeah. on the weekend. Lovely. And that was my, but I don't know where they originally came from or anything because it was so long ago. Neither of them are here anymore. But then I was, I was actually a cat person. I, I've transitioned. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, was a, I had two cats, both my cats ran away. And I was like, how disloyal. What age were you when you had the cats? Oh, this was only right before I got Phoebe. So I'm talking like 20. And then I went to uni. And when I went to uni, my dad had said, the cat hasn't come back for dinner. Um, So I was like, oh, okay. And then he just never came back. And I never heard anything. Like we never heard anything about him ever since. My housemates decided to buy me a kitten. (laughs) So I'm in a uni house with three housemates. Then we got, we called him Toulouse. Then I had him for the whole time I was at uni and just sort of, we hid him. Every time the landlord came round, we found different ways to hide the cat and every evidence that we had a cat. And then I moved back home. And then again, within a couple of, I kept him inside, did all of what they say, like keep them inside, get them used to their new environment. Yeah. And then he'd been going outside for a couple of months. So we thought everything's fine now. And then one day he just went out and never came back. And I was like, I'm done with this. I'm done with cats. They're just, <laughs> there is no loyalty there. <laughs> they don't care. They found something better. I raised that cat. <laughs> that is the most heartbreaking. Heartbroken. I want to say a massive thank you to Snuffle Dog Cafe who have supported and sponsored this episode of the Dog Owners Pod. Snuffle Dog Cafe is more than just a grooming and daycare salon in South East London. It's an experience for dogs and their humans. This unique establishment offers grooming services in a cosy cafe style setting. While your furry friend is being pampered, you can enjoy a cup of coffee, glass of natural wine or a cup of tea in their welcoming cafe area, along with some delicious, freshly prepared treats. You can visit the Snuffle Dog Cafe website at www.snuffledogcafe.com for more information. I've had a dog walking business for about six years now. Um, and as a professional, I went and did dog first aid courses. So the woman who was running dog first aid South Midlands before me was called Bridget. And I'd been to her course and 
Only a couple of days later, she had emailed out, I assume, to everyone to say she was looking at finding a replacement. She's moving on to a different time in her life. Like, would anyone be interested? Um, So I messaged and was like, oh, can I get some more info? And she was like, yeah, I'll email it over to you. And then that's when I realised it was like a franchise. So that we actually covered the entire country. There's one everywhere. Um, So I'm just the South Midlands, but we have them up north in London, uh, there's one in Cheltenham, Gloucestershire, like everywhere. We started at a similar time. Do you remember we were initially reached out and I said, I love the idea of this. So I did all the training, but I launched all the socials just over three months ago. But I was saying before that your Instagram page is so, which we'll definitely go into more detail about, but your Instagram page, everything just looks so official. So yeah. it looks so kind of clear. I have OCD. <laughs> I'm a perfectionist. I'm a control freak. But it looks beautiful. It looks amazing. You've done such a fantastic job. And especially, as as you said, for only, what, three months having had it up and running, it looks great. So you've done six years of dog walking. Have you always, has that been like a full time Monday to Friday or do you do I, weekends as well? My, par- my partner describes it as I built a little empire. Oh. <laughs> so, um, so my best friend and business partner originally started it. I was working in a bar at the time because I'd come out of uni and didn't have a uni job. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then I saw her put it up on Indeed, but we hadn't really spoken about it. So I messaged her and said, do you need any help? Because I'm not really doing anything. And I had to walk Phoebe anyway. So I was like, oh, well, I can walk other people's dogs at the same time and get paid. Great. Um, So I went and joined her. And the first six months, we made no money. Like. I was living, I don't know how I was living. (laughs) I don't know how I paid my bills. I don't know how I paid for food. Like, I think I was probably living on about £30 a week. (laughs) Um, So I ended up having to go back into a bar job just to have enough money. But I continued the dog walking on top. Yeah. So I was working like nine till one dog walking and then two till one in the morning at the bar and I did that for nine months oh my god just because I didn't want to give it up and then in that nine months we were able to grow and change like different things about it and I went to my friend and said look I think we can grow this if we make a few changes I've like analyzed everything because OCD and all that (laughs) Um, I've analysed it and I feel like we could do this. And she was like, yeah, like, do whatever you want. Like, if you're going to if you're gonna make me more money, I'll listen to you. <laughs> so, I did. so I did. And I think I said to her, I'm pretty sure I could double our income in the next six months. And she said, okay, do it. And I tripled it in three. Oh, so, so you're a boss bitch on top of basically, everything Basically, yeah. I mean, I'll yeah. take it. But yeah, and then we just went up and up from there. So now we have a team of staff that also walk dogs for us. Um, I think we have about 150 dogs a week between us, not just me. <laughs> so what's the dog walking business called? Dog and Bone. Dog Oh my goodness. <laughs> and the fact that your dog's called Jeff as well, one of them's called Jeff, yeah. is insane. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me about the other puppies' names because uh, I think I was a little bit like tired from the birth. So I named them all really weird names. And Jeff was an original name. The only other original name that was kept was Fat Joe. <laughs> so Phoebe is the mother of Jeff. And yeah. Phoebe gave birth to how many puppies? Six. 
six sprockapoos. Oh my goodness. Was this was it a planned pregnancy? So uh Jarvis, who's the dad <laughs> I feel like I'm killing you with names. <laughs> so I love quirky names. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Right, go on, sorry. So Phoebe and Jarvis had known each other for years and me and his mum had become friends through uh dog walking, seeing each other about and we'd always said, oh, we should let them have puppies and blah, blah, blah. And we'd always said it. But every time her season came along, we were like, mm, maybe it's not the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we moved house and her season came. But she was six and they don't recommend dogs having litters after the age of six. So I basically called her and I said, look, if we if we want to do it, now's the time. Because if she doesn't do it now, I'm going to get her spayed. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I'm never going to put her at a health risk of trying to do this. No. Um, so we'd, but we'd never even put them together. So I was like, um, to be honest, we all thought Jeff was, uh, not Jeff. We all thought Jarvis was swinging the other way. (laughs) So I was like, maybe he won't even be interested. So I took them out for a walk together when she was in season, just to the local park. It's all enclosed. Um, and literally, we walked into that park. Fifteen seconds later, they were attached. They went for it. No. And then, do you know what happens after? No. Right. So the whole process. I was talking. Who was I talking to recently? I was talking to someone, and they were saying the last memory that their dog has in that situation is the eye contact. But I don't know the ins and outs. I have. No, it's not even that. They get stuck. Oh, tied. Yeah, like they're like full on locked in and it's uncomfortable for the both of them. They're both screaming because Phoebe won't let go of Jarvis and Jarvis can't get out of Phoebe. No. <laughs> so they're like, initially they're humping and then Jarvis sort of jumps off to the side and then they're just at this awkward, like both trying to go separate ways, but they're still attached. <laughs> Goodness, I did not know this. I feel like I'm learning oh, more now. Oh, it's horrific. If you imagine, I'm in a park and people are walking <laughs> past me, and I'm like, "It's okay. It was planned. It's not even. <laughs> it's not even like a, a private enclosed space with roses." I felt so. I felt so irresponsible. I was like, "Why did I do this at the park? Why didn't I do this in the garden where no one can judge me?" Um, but yeah, so that happened, and then three months later, boom six puppies on my living room floor oh my <laughs> goodness i did look at um breeding lils the, <laughs> the size of a pug's head it can be really dangerous for them and they end up having a cesarean and then they only end up having one or two so i look i started to look into the whole like is it a whelping box and all of the technicalities i mean we you researching things for months or were oh yeah like, I, this is i mean happen. you've met me now you realize how over the top i will have gone I was there with the whelping box. I had a heating lamp. <laughs> I had newspapers, puppy pads. I went and bought um, tarpaulin because I was like, if we put the tarpaulin in yeah. and then fill it with newspaper, you can take it out, just wipe the tarpaulin. Genius. And then you don't have wet floor or wet box. Yeah. Um. Then we had to construct it into a bigger whelping box because they were growing so quickly. Then we turned it into a puppy playpen. Then before you know it, half of our house was dedicated to the dogs. <laughs> it was the hard, it was so hard. If anyone is thinking about having puppies, I will tell you, and I'm not joking, it is so hard. 
It is 24 hours a day mm. for three months of crying and like them escaping. I was going to say 24 hours a day because how would you, how did you still continue to walk dogs? Yeah, so I, I cut back my hours and we basically made a schedule between me, my partner David, my mum and then Jarvis's owner. Mm. Between the four of us, we split it up so if anyone couldn't do a day, we'd see if someone else could do it but the majority I mean I slept downstairs on the sofa for the first three weeks after they were born because I was so like concerned that like what if Phoebe rolled over onto them or or what if they got out in the middle of the night and then couldn't get back in and I was just panicking it was horrible I hated it I would be exactly (laughs) the same and the noises as well I don't know I remember when Fig the puppy noises I don't know if again it was just the litter that Fig was part of. But Fig's dad was calm, so just lovely, really, really kind-natured. His mum, again, kind-natured, but batshit crazy. Um, And I think that seeped into every single puppy. Um, So when we... I saw videos of them growing up, and we were very often on FaceTime because we knew the family that had the puppies. They were screaming like especially overnight as well did you did yours do that at all did they what were they like so they I feel like at first it was cute then it got annoying then it literally got to I'm gonna blow my brains out if they don't shut up and they won't either will they because no and like and it was difficult but as they got older it actually got a bit easier because they would listen to I was trying to train them obviously only very very basic training but I was trying to train them just to like listen to certain things and to all sit at the same time and it would only last for less than a minute and then they'd all start up again because their attention span is so small um but yeah, it's just something you have to grin and bear. It is horrific. It is horrendous though. The only time they shut up was when they escaped because they knew they'd get caught. We had a camera on them because we wanted to prove how, because we were like, it got to the point we were reinforcing everything. So we had the whelping box surrounded by a puppy pen. Then we realised they learnt how to climb out of the puppy pen. So then we put our dining room chairs against the puppy pen. Then we realised that they were figuring out how to get on top of the the metal bit and then reach up to the top of the chair and then come off the other side. So then we went and got a wooden headboard (laughs) and we put that on it and only one puppy figured out how to get past that obstacle. It was honestly like the crystal maze. They They just kept coming at it and we had to get a camera because we were convinced that they must be getting out some other way. We were like, there's no way they could climb yeah. a six-foot headboard, but they can. This was Jerry. This is another <laughs> one. Oh, yeah, go on. Please, what are the six names? I have to know them as well. I have to know them. <laughs> so we had, we had Jeff first. Then we had Cecil. Then we had Fat Joe. Tiny was the only girl. And I'm missing one of the boys, and I feel terrible. If they listen to it, I'm going to be like... Were they named after anyone in particular or? Oh, don't ask me that because I'll tell you and that's the only point David's going to shout that <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> are you still in contact with them? Do you, are you still? I mean, yes. Jeff, so, but... so Jeff went to my brother um, and Fat Joe went to Jarvis's family. He's actually registered at the vet as Fat Joe. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
We call him Joey, but he's all his his official name is Fat Joe. And then the others all got renamed. Um and they all went to so two of them went to Dave's family friends and two went to um my family friends. Yeah. So all of them are still in touch. We tend to meet up every six months for a dog walk, oh. which is a really nice aspect. That's so if, like lovely. you get to see them again and most of them all remember me, like they still know my scent. Oh, it's no. mad how they remember that but like if they I bumped into one in a pub and this it was the only girl and she just sat there she was so good just sat in this pub dead silent like under the table I walked in their parents hadn't even seen me and she ran out from under the table and was like up on her back legs like and they were like oh my god how does she know it's you <laughs> oh so sweet I remember we took fig to when um, we did like a one-year reunion and um, there were about eight labs just going wild in the field. And it was so sweet seeing them all. But they do, they get excited. I mean, Labradors, every Labrador that I've met, they seem to be more attached to their own breed. So if they see another Labrador, but then all of the labs that we met in the field when they were all about a year old, they just went absolutely berserk. Oh, they all go bonkers. But with ours, it's because they were majority boys and we only had one girl. It's basically like a a top dog situation and it's who can dominate who oh really do they all get on they all no it's all play they're yeah. not actually like fighting but it's very much it looks very aggressive if you don't realize that's what they're doing yeah um and it used to always be um fat joe because he was the biggest and still is the biggest so i feel like i named him correctly <laughs> um he's 20 kilograms jeff is 10 <laughs> Oh my goodness. He's humongous. That is like he was mixed with a great day and I swear to God. Oh bless him. So hang on, what um, what's the mix again? You said it was a springer. So Phoebe's a English Springer Spaniel and Jarvis is a cockapoo, so they're sprockapoos. Sprockapoos. That's what we went with. I don't know if that's official. <laughs> I'm sure it is. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> so I'm sure we can go with sprockapoos. That is amazing. Oh bless them. Or one of my friends calls them Springer Sprinkles. Oh, Springer Sprinkles. (laughs) She's like, it's a Springer with a sprinkle or something else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, honestly, I think, yeah, no, they just are so gorgeous. Will you please send me some pictures of the pups? Yes, I can do. (laughs) Pictures of the pups. That would be so, so lovely. I'll send you the reunion photo so you get all of them in a line. Oh, that would be so nice, please. (laughs) I would love to have seen Lily's. So Lil's black jug. She, I think, I didn't actually pick her out, but she, I have a feeling she was the only female as well in the litter, but I would have loved Mm. to have seen the rest of her litter because her mum was a fawn pug and her dad was a black pug. So she's a black pug, but she's got a white crest. um, And it's just, I think it's just so nice being able to see other um, pups from the litter but obviously yeah. you know, if you're rescuing that's not going to be an option um, See, I've I've never I saw Phoebe's litter but I've never seen anyone from the litter ever since and when she was having puppies I tried to get in touch with the breeders mm. which was just a family it wasn't like they were official breeders yeah. but I tried to get in touch just to let them know that like she was having a litter and and I couldn't all the numbers I had, had didn't work 
obviously I'm OCD, so I went way too far and like Facebook stalked all of them, realized that the couple had got divorced and that the dad kept the dogs. And yeah, I went a little bit too deep. Um, and then I just thought maybe I'll just leave them be. <laughs> that is amazing. Short of turning up on their doorstep. Good effort though, good effort. That is so sweet because I think had they have actually, had you been able to have made contact, I'm sure they would have appreciated Yeah, they, I feel like they were so lovely when I got her and, and we did check in with each other for the first like year or two. And then, you know, like with like life, COVID, everything, yeah, it's exactly. just... Mental. So. I know, funny enough, I was going to say, I think I put, <clears throat> um, I put down to you one of the questions about how... How did you manage your business during COVID? And obviously the first aid training that happened after COVID, but within yeah. obviously if you've been doing dog walking for six years, how did you find the dog walking? So business? from the other people I know with dog first aid, they went purely online, which and that, I wasn't there, but that like, is what they did. They just did online courses. Mm-hmm. Um, with the dog walking, that was the complete opposite because you're going door to door picking up dogs. Yeah. And when it, you remember when it was that first day, they said there was a lockdown and everyone was unsure and being like, what on earth? Like, what does that mean? Does it apply to this person? What's a key worker? I don't know what a key worker is. And like, I was on, I remember being on the phone to my business partner. And at first we were angry. Mm. Like we were very much like, no, like we, we're going to do this. We're still going to be able to do this. Like, if people are able to go out and walk their dogs, why can't we walk their dogs? Yeah. And then we like calmed down a little bit and was like, hang on, we need to think responsibly here. And I said, realistically, do we want to put anyone else in in harm's way? And we both said no. And then (laughs) weirdly, one of the last things we thought of was, our insurance probably won't cover us. So if our insurance isn't going to cover us, we can't work. Yeah, that's on my because own. we can't be because we'll be liable for if anything happens to the dogs. Um, and that pretty much this was probably over about four or five hours on the phone. <laughs> and then we were like, right, okay, let's put out a statement that we're closing, and we just hope that everyone will stay loyal to us for however long it takes. Yeah. Um. And we did. And it was hard because you, I had no income. And I was that very small pocket of people that fell through the cracks. So self-employed income support didn't um, apply because I was technically employed the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I'm i that nice person that the, what was the, the payments that everyone got? Oh, the government loans. No, it was literally like the the what's the name of it it's literally like the monthly payment people were getting almost like for being unemployed but it was with COVID oh bloody no I know exactly what you mean I can't think what it's called but I was the person that when that happened because I had savings like I'm I've been very good with my money I was like no I'll let because it was so busy and if you tried to like apply or phone up it was like you were on a two-hour waiting list Mm. And I turned around to my partner and said, I will let the mo- the more unfortunate people go first. I'm okay. I've got enough money for a Tesco shop. I'm not going to die. Yeah. I will let the people who I can see posting online that they're panicking, I'll let them go first. So I did. And then when I got around to doing it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. Blah, blah. They were, oh, okay. Um, well, you'll only actually get one payment. 
they were like you can't backdate it and you can't um, no and because you're now starting back up you'll be earning too much to actually get it so for the entire of lockdown i received 441 pounds for that what was it three months oh my god and you were just living off of your savings i was living off my savings and david was still working and that was the only reason we got through it but it was madness but very luckily for us 80 percent of our clients came straight back after so we were okay like we all we all got by yeah um one of our we lost staff members because obviously they had they had to go and earn money um but one stayed and she's still with us now she's loyal more loyal than a cat (laughs) um um but no and that was just the way that we did it like oh my god and we got through it and now we're the other side so yeah and crikey look at how far you've come now and so with the first aid so you started that what six months ago I think you said you started six the training ago. six months ago but was it a course so you said it was a course that you did as part of the owning a, owning a, a dog walking yeah, business so, so most dog professionals will go and do a dog fo- dog first aid course every three years mm-hmm. um just to stay up to date with any with any new relevant information some people it's not mandatory people don't have to do it but the majority of the professionals I know do because they want to be responsible. Yeah, you'd and, hope so as a dog owner as well, putting your dog yeah. in their trust. Um, but yeah, so I'd been and done the course. I did one in COVID online and then I did one in person. Um, and then, yeah, and then I ended up taking it on and taking the big jump to start another business. <laughs> oh I feel a bit mad even still, but it's one of those. Sorry, I'm <laughs> I'm slightly mechanical, so the beeping noise is gonna. I might have to t- turn this off. Don't know if you heard before. I'd mentioned that I'm type one diabetic, so I've got various machines attached to me that just decide <laughs> to make noises randomly, which is really great. So if you're kind of, I, this has happened twice since moving to London. Getting onto the tube with a yellow Labrador um, is great. Ninety percent of people love the dog. 10% think that Fig's a guide dog. So I often get offered um, the the extra seat. Do you take it? See, right. So this is the thing. So do, I... you, do, you, no, do you take it? It's a simple question, Emily. Just do you take it? Do you take the seat? My question is, if someone offers you the seat because they think your dog is a guide dog, one, do you take the seat? And two, if a pregnant woman gets on the tube, do you then get up? <laughs> Do I get up and offer it to her? First time it happened, I was so mortified. So I was then thinking, you know, do I start wearing a T-shirt that says, I'm I'm not not blind. (laughs) (laughs) Nuffle Dog Cafe, based in South East London, have supported and sponsored this episode of the Dog Owners Pod. The experienced groomers at Snuffle Dog Cafe provide a range of services, from basic baths and trims to specialised breed-specific cuts. They understand that each dog is unique and has specific needs, ensuring a personalised grooming experience. Their love for dogs is evident and they prioritise your pet's comfort and well-being above all else. The best part about it, it's a place where you can bring your dog to play while you enjoy your time with friends. You can visit the Snuffle Dog Cafe website at www.snuffledogcafe.com for more information. So you said, so you're now partner... Did I see a ring? Is that a wedding yeah. ring? Engagement ring? Uh, no, it's only engagement. We're not married. 
We have no plans. We're really realistic and we have no money, so... (laughs) Well, the ring looks beautiful either way. Oh, it does. It really does. So how long did you have Phoebe for? So you had Phoebe at uni, didn't you? Yeah. And then how long have you been with your now fiancé? Four years. So she was three when she met him. And how was that integration? (laughs) Um, So... David was a cat person. <laughs> he told me that he'd only ever met one dog in his life that he liked, um, which was called Harley. And the first time he met Phoebe, she went a bit mental. Like She came into his um, apartment and was like running around the walls. And he was like, okay. And then he like went up to her and was like, hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> and then it's... I know he's listening, so I feel like all like this the about pressure. it. But it's no, it's it's honestly been lovely watching their relationship blossom because she adores him and he adores her. To be honest, I'm now pushed out. I completely understand. <laughs> We've had the conversation about if me and Phoebe were hanging off the edge of a cliff, who would he say first? Um, he told me he'd say Phoebe because he knows how annoyed I'd be if he saved me. <laughs> It's like a lose-lose situation. It's the boy knows. We both love the dog more than each other. Um, yes, I've asked myself the question, if I didn't have Phoebe, would he have proposed? And I don't like the answer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, really so <laughs> they're very much like best pals. Best pals. That's so sweet. You just you couldn't ask for more, could you? You know, when no. you've got a dog, and also, you know, Phoebe being um a springer spaniel they're not they're they're energetic dogs they're not small dogs lap dogs you know so to be i mean mine is now transitioning into a cat that's what we tell people she was a springer spaniel um she's now transitioning into a cat because she likes to curl up in front of the fire on the sofa and then doesn't move sometimes we check her pulse just to check (laughs) She's like still there. Did you know when dogs are over six, they're classed as a senior? I like cried when I found that out. I actually don't doubt that at all because Lily being seven and a half, eight in March, she would be happy to retire, have, you know, Mm. a national, what is it? A national park subscription or whatever. She'd go for afternoon tea every (laughs) Sunday. She'd go to the garden centres. Lily would be absolutely happy. In fact, she's slightly retired with my parents at the moment. And um, I turn up and she's pretty much gardening. You know, just she's living her best life. So I can completely understand that. However, when I see a grey hair appear, oh, it breaks my heart. Yeah, Phoebe hasn't... I don't think she's really got any greys yet, but it's just more like you can tell by just to like her attitude towards things like she'll still come with me to work and enjoy the day but when she gets home she's like I'm just gonna lie here until you say there's some food and I might eat it I might not I'll see if I'm hungry but please still prepare something for me it's it's an effort to get her to do anything to be honest she's so mardy it's like I'll I'll say do you want to come to work do you want to go for a walk do you want to go out do you want to do this and if she's um asleep on the she sleeps on the bed I know if anyone has that argument I don't let her on the bed David now allows her on the bed did she start off on the bed no when when I mean when she was a puppy I allowed her in my bed but I was single I was like you can do whatever you want (laughs) you're keeping me warm yeah this is what I'm here yeah I couldn't afford to pay the bills she was my hot water bottle (laughs) 
Um, but when we first got together, it was very much, she's very well trained. So if I tell her no, she'll, she won't. Yeah. Um, so for the first couple of years, she didn't sleep in the bed. No, for the first six months, she didn't sleep in the bed. Then they got a bond and then he realized how much of a cuddler she was. Um, and then the cuddles stopped for me and then began for Phoebe. And when we moved house, we had to buy a bigger bed because David wanted there to be enough space for the dog. So we now have a super king size, guys. Excellent. If there's ever a reason to get a bigger bed, it's to fit the dog in it. Don't care what anyone says. Yeah. And Don't I... worry about your sex life. <laughs> that goes out the window. <laughs> Not only will the super king size bed mean you never see your partner because it's so far away <laughs> to the other side, but your dog fits in between you. So literally, it's just... You don't even remember it was a thing. It's just the new way of life. <laughs> the new form of contraception that no one yet. <laughs> I feel that should be it. <laughs> now I oh now you've said that I actually am like I now like her sleeping in the bed. I'm like oh you've done that for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh she oh, had baby, you, you know how much I don't want to get pregnant. Thank you so much for sacrificing your your night. Of sleep You've done just this to protect me. mummy <laughs> i don't have to keep saying i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh, oh we've all been there and i promise you if you listen to part two we will actually talk about relevant stuff that do you know what it is part two should be if anyone wants to send in questions because i have shocking questions so they thought, were good questions <laughs> I just, just didn't them. ask them <laughs> you can follow us on instagram using the handle at the dog owners pod alternatively if you can see a tiny star on whichever platform you're using at the moment If you haven't already, please kindly give us a rating. That would be very much appreciated and would potentially see us through to episode three. If you just want pure filth dog walking stories, I'm all for that as well. I think that should definitely be the name of one of the next episodes, pure filth dog walking stories. (laughs) Way more interesting than me going, conkers are toxic to dogs. (laughs)